Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast. And guess what? Formula One's back. That's all we're going to look at this this week. Um, that's all we're going to talk about, really. There's a little bit to go through. And if Formula One or anything to go by, they said Max Verstappen has started the season where he left off. Is that true, Tip? Let's hope not, because there's a lot of controversy. <laughs> no, technically it's true, because technically he ended the season winning and he was fastest on day three in the testing, which of course doesn't mean anything, so we don't know. We'll have a look at that in a minute. But that's a massive weekend there, because not just Formula One, but at the end of the show, we'll look forward to world endurance sports cars kicking off in Sebring. There's MotoGP this weekend, there's IndyCar. Hell of a lot of motorsport this weekend, but yes... Um, it's mainly all about Formula One is back. Um, and I can't wait to see that first qualifying session because, as we know, you know the, the, that test session doesn't tell us. But it seemed to be all about side pods all this week, didn't it? It's really weird. I mean, for those of you that haven't seen it, Mercedes um, came out with the most unusual side pod design you've ever seen, ever. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're trying to do a Ross Braun, what he did with his uh, team famously. And, yeah, and, well, listen, uh, that was... The lovely quote, what he actually said, Ross Broad said he didn't see that coming. So it is possible that Mercedes have done a broad on broad, which would be lovely. But uh, they haven't exactly shown that they're super quick. A lot of fuss about this. Are they legal? You know, for the moment, it doesn't even look like they work properly. So I won't worry too much about them yet. But Well, uh, there was the Christian Horner already. I don't think he's started uh, to endear himself at the beginning of the season being humble at all because he said... Uh, they're illegal, uh, apparently, to a very well-seasoned <laughs> German um, journalist. Red, Red, Bull, Red Bull, so no, he, nobody said that. From Red Bull, yeah. nobody said it. Oh, He's no, not doing dude. himself any favours. He needs to... to <laughs> but, yeah, look, he is a nice guy. And he's... Um, I've met him and he's always had time and... and uh, <laughs> but, you know, but you've got, you've got to understand, there's, it's not just your team. There are other teams in this as well and other fans as well. So We've got, got to move on. We've got to move on from the shambles of last year. And what did um, it tell us? With, there would seem to be a lot of sandbagging. You just said that we don't really know too much who's going to be fastest. Right. But George, um, George Russell, and, and more particularly, Lewis Hamilton. Crikey, wasn't in the top 10 on the, on, in the last times. We'll go through the teams in a minute and sort of see how they shape up and how they, we thought they went from testing. Because um, as you say, we don't really know. Although, as you said, Lewis was being very pessimistic about it all. Um, Pat Simmons, who did the rules on with Ross Broad, he thinks that, you know, what they've created is allowing cars to follow closer. Uh, but then read also, that's all good news. And to the last line of his quotes where it says, but DRS will remain. And I think a lot of people thought, you know, I hope that, you know, this would get rid of DRS. But it quite obviously haven't, hasn't. So they'll be able to follow close-up. This is hope. The other thing that's coming out of it that's a bit disappointing, that they're heavier yet again, uh, more safety measures and different reasons. I'm not sure why I haven't read into why they're heavier again. And the, the thing about ground effect, it works at high speeds, but not at low speeds. All the drivers complain they're a bit ponderous and they're even heavier around the slow speed corners, which is a bit disappointing, although it means they'll have to brake more for slow speed corners. So hopefully they'll lengthen the, the um, braking zones into tight corners, which should, should help overtaking. But it seems like on fast corners, they're as quick as the, as the old cars were with this. So the aero is working at high speed, but they're very clumsy at low speed, which the drivers don't seem to like. But 
You know, well, there that's... was a new lap record at, at Bahrain, so it means that they are faster. Well, uh, running like that anyway. But they go quicker. I didn't notice that. They're not yeah. the quickest time ever. I didn't yeah, check that out. Ever, so they are, are a little bit faster. But there was a lot of porpoising as well. Do you want to explain to <laughs> yeah. our listeners and viewers the porpoising? Well, we had that in the testing in Barcelona. is where the car gets sucked into the ground by the aero, but it gets too close to the ground, so it chokes the airflow, so it loses its downforce, and then it sucks it back down again, and it loses it. <laughs> I had it while testing a March 821, I think it was, at Silverstone from Magazine. I was pogoing out. I couldn't even see halfway down the straight at Silverstone. I'd come out of throttle. To... The early days of ground effect, porpoising was a big thing. I mean, now it's almost gently bouncing as opposed to what it was back in the, the 80s and 90s. It's been um, very gentle other... to me. The other new news, on. though, Haas have got Kevin Magnussen, so that's the other news of the week that was new at testing. So obviously they lost the Russian. I don't think anybody's sad to see the back of Mazepan. I don't think he was ever quite quick enough to be Grand Prix driver. Uh, well, but he's they haven't just enough got rubles. him back, but they've all enough rubles. They haven't just got him back. He was fastest on day two. Well, <laughs> who would have ever? Well, that just sums up the stupidity of testing, doesn't it? You know, they were, he had the best of conditions. I think he was out. They had it one hour later because they were they were running. They missed the first half day of testing, so they allowed them to run on their own. So Kevin put in this lap time. I was a bit of a sort of you know. I've always campaigned when seats come available, we need young talent. That's always sort of my reaction. You know, we are seeing like your friend Oscar Piastri is still sitting on a bench. We'd love to see him in Formula One. Uh, but Kevin's an old, I mean, I love Kevin Magnuson. He's old, he loves the sport. He, he says what he thinks. He drives aggressively. And he didn't have a very good Grand Prix career, you know, stuck with Haas as it was. So it's, it's a one occasion where I don't mind seeing a driver coming back from the outside. And I think he's pretty good for the team because obviously they need a bit of experience for the new cars. Um, and I think Schumacher's, it's going to be a really good test for coming again when we talk about the teams, you know, for, for Schumacher. So I'm welcoming Kevin back. I did some polls and everybody wanted the Hulkenberg was the big favourite to come back. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see K-Mag back. He's quite a character. Um, and the other thing, of course, that might be, we mentioned Oscar Piastri because um, Ricciardo, Ricciardo's got the flow, got the dreaded COVID at the moment. Um, so... Um, McLaren have asked Alpine, isn't it, to release Piastri to race for them next weekend, which is amazing, isn't it? All these contracts, he's an Alpine contracted driver. Um, apparently, they've given the go ahead, so Piastri could well be in the seat. That's on so exciting. I'm, I'm really excited. You know that he's, a, he's somebody that I'd love to see in the seat. But you know, it's quite interesting because I'm like you, I want to see young talent going into the sport. Well, yeah. Maybe not like on you because you just said that you, you're quite happy that K Mag's in his <laughs> position. But on this occasion, on, on this, this occasion. occasion. But it is. It is also then. Are we going to be tying up that seat for another twenty years uh, for for the young driver to come in and, and not have new ones come through? So it's a very elite field, isn't it? With with drivers yeah. and, and and I would love to see Oscar. Why wouldn't if that was the case and they knew he was ill and may, I'm sure it just wasn't an overnight decision. Why wasn't Oscar there testing with McLaren this weekend? Couldn't they have got good it question. That quickly? Good question. Yeah, they they had the plan you know, halfway through the testing. So why they didn't give him a few laps? But I think. You know, McLaren obviously don't, you know, want to give away their secrets to Alpine in a way. So I suppose they're putting off putting him in the car until it's really desperate, you know. So, but he's got to have a seat fitting and he's done no laps in the car at all. So it will be a very interesting debut if he gets stuck in on the last minute. I mean, never driven the car. So a bit of intrigue this week. I mean, look at Ricardo's um, recovery from COVID. But yeah, it was interesting. I mean, go through the teams to see who you think is going to be the, the, the ups and downs of the season. I want your predictions now, Paul. We'll go just, just to really upset all the Twitter people who think I'm a totally Mercedes biased and completely anti everything Red Bull do. And I'm a complete 
um, Hamilton fanboy, will do the um, look through of the teams in the order of the Constructors' Championship last year, which, of course, Mercedes won. <laughs> so we're going to... We'll, we'll begin with Mercedes this year. I'm completely biased against Mercedes. And I think they're in a bit of a mess. I don't know, you know, looking at that, the side pod cause a lot of controversy. They seem worse off for the porpoising. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. They might suddenly pull it out of the bag. But um, Russell George is up there. I think the interesting thing with Mercedes for me is that George is going to be much nearer to, to um, Lewis than, um, than Valtteri Valtteri. was. No question. I think George is an aggressive driver, which I think, you know, maybe have to be number two or not officially, probably obviously, you know, help Lewis to another title. But I think he'll be aggressive on opening laps, which is always Valtteri's problem. Valtteri was dropped back in those opening two or three laps and was, you know, they're never close to Lewis. So really excited to see how George gets on. Yeah, but did you your, see... Your view that did you see my view? I'll tell you now, but um, Carlos and George. So George said, oh, we're not very, you know, we're not going to be very um, uh, competitive this season. And, and, and Carlos said every single season, Mercedes said the same thing. In fact, George <laughs> went on to say that he thinks Ferrari looking the strongest. So I think that yeah, he's well, off our Spaniard friend a little bit. But um, <laughs> my prediction is that I think Lewis will beat George uh, in terms yeah. of uh, um, one, two there. And you? It's interesting. I think I think it's very close. I think George will out-qualify him a few times this year. No, no question. Uh, Max, of course, yeah. Max is going to dominate Red Bull. I think Red Bull look good. I think they're, well, they've been sandbagging. Every session, you know, either him or Sergio were at the top three. I think Red Bull, because I'm a big um, designer, for Adrian Newey fan. And I think Adrian Newey, given, you know, he was there, he was a ground effect master designer, you know. So they've got Newey in their pockets. Um, I still don't, I think... Sergio had a good season last year. I still don't think he's any better than Albon or Gasly. Qualifying times, he's still not close enough to Max in qualifying. He's a good, solid race driver, conserves tyres very well, one of his sort of secret talents. But I, th I think everybody, you know, gives Sergio Perez, especially when he defended against Lewis in that. I think it was a race at the end of last season. I've forgotten oh, right. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a great racer, but I don't think he's quite quick enough still to be, you know, is anyone quick enough to go with Max? Who I admire for his talent and skill. <laughs> All you people to think I'm a Lewis fanboy. Incredible talent, Max. So, yeah, I think Max, I think number two helping him to win another title. So, interesting. Um Ferrari, though, yes, Ferrari were always up there every session. And uh, which of the Ferrari drivers do you think is the better one? There's quite a little debate there. Do you know, I think it's Carlos. I genuinely do. I think he's, no, you do. I yeah, think he's experienced. I think, think he's that. calm. Um, vamos, vamos. I, 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 think I still think Leclerc, I think Leclerc is going to come back. Okay, I think I'm making season, notes here, you know. so we can, put, we can yeah. have a, a little dinner okay. um, right. on this. Leclerc. And we'd love to hear everybody's <laughs> opinions uh, down below. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the in the comments so you can cut and paste easily and just yeah. use... Uh, it'll, be, it'll be good for the sport. If Ferrari have a few wins this year, I don't know about the championship, but it'll be great. You know, I think oh, the world I would love loves Ferrari. to see Ferrari back. And I know, the Italians. And, yeah, so do I. It'd be great to see At them back. Monza. The the <laughs> At Monza, Carlos won and Leclerc, <laughs> Charles too. Then we come to McLaren, who were fourth in the championship last year. I, th I think Lando has got the pace. I think Lando is a mercurial. Lando, to me, is longer than Max and Lewis. I really do think he's, he's the real deal. Uh, Ricardo, of course, fantastic teammate, but struggled until he really stole the Monza win from poor old Lando. Lando must have been gutted that Daniel won that race when he's been dominant all season. 
Of course, Ricardo now has got COVID, so um, he probably won't be that fit even if he does get in the car this weekend. Do you I think, think Lando would gonna... be? Do you think Lando would be? Sorry to interrupt. Do you think Lando would be as good as Lewis and Max in the same car? Yeah, I do. I wow, think Lando's okay. the real deal. I'm a big Lando fan. Okay. Um, but who came but he's, fifth? But he's in not the that much. See, so you say that, but he's not that much. He's not that far ahead of Daniel. He always. Well, uh, no, Daniel's could... fantastic. Well, you know, Daniel's a nine and a half out of ten. You know, Daniel's so close to being one of the greatest. I just, I think Daniel's just seen a nine and a half, whereas Max and uh, Lando and Lewis are the ten out of teners. Okay. As I think George Russ was a ten out of teners. So I think you know Daniel. Yeah. Ten out of ten. I mean, like, yeah, hang on. Where's your limit here? Because like, for me, a ten out of ten is a, 10. a, a Nicky Lauda. He's a ten out of well, 10. Yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah, Ayrton, yeah. Ayrton seven. I think Max, Lewis, really? George, Lando are ten out of teners. How can George be a ten out of ten when he's unproven? You wait. Just wait. It's my okay. prediction. Yeah. Just wait. Wait and see. And fact, they're different. So, 10 out of 10 did you not, did you are, the, are the greatest of the great. The ghosts yes. of Jim the, Clark, Jackie yeah, Stewart. Absolutely. Not, not, yeah. not Lando and, and George, as good as they are, because they no, are. You watch. You wait. You okay. wait. Met you a wait. future 10 out of 10, perhaps, but not a current. Or, right, well, no. I'm just saying <laughs> the skill is 10 out of 10. All right. Currently, they haven't been in cars capable of demonstrating their 10 out of 10s. Okay, well, George yeah. has certainly got that opportunity this year. And for me, no question, Lando as well, in terms of... Alpine, Alpine. Yep. Can Esteban Ocon come out of the shadow of Fernando Alonso? When Alpine had a bit of an on-off test, they didn't have a DRS working in Barcelona. Um, so they're a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of an Alpine. I don't think Alpine are there yet. I think they're going to be outside the top 10, mostly. Um, I think Alonso, I love Alonso, but I think he should give his seat to, uh, uh, give his seat to somebody else now. Give Oscar it to Oscar Piastri, Piastri. exactly. <laughs> give it to him. Fernando, you oh, don't need dear. it anymore. Go and do another oh, Lamar no. or something. <laughs> I, I always thought Ocon was going to be really great, but I don't know, he's had a bad cup. He hasn't quite dominated because he, he, you know, he beat Perez away when they were teammates. Ocon got on top of Perez, you know, so don't know really. Uh, then we come to Alpha Tauri. With the very talented Pierre Gasly, he's about a nine and three quarters for me. I think Gasly's a wonderful character, lovely French character, very calm, very quick. Um, so he's going he, to be better than Sonodo, surely. That's, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Yuki fan. I must. I think Yuki's <laughs> got one more year. A big fan will come on to Mick Schumacher later. I think you get two years, and if you haven't really beaten your teammate in two years, then then you ought to be back out again. Yuki was very quick in the, in the junior Formula, Formula 2, Formula 3. He's shown these moments of brilliance, but just not often enough yet. So I, I'm still, I mean, obviously he won't beat Gasly. Gasly will still dominate the team. But if Yuki can get within a tenth of him in qualifying and some good race results, I think Yuki will deserve a third year. Um, then we come to Aston Martin. Oh, hang on, Sorry. how can he deserve a third year if he's still that far off? Surely. A tenth. I said he gets within a tenth in yes, qualifying. This is our point exactly. It's such a small field. It's such an intense field. Why don't? Why doesn't Yuki move aside for somebody else coming through? Well, because getting or... within a, getting within a tenth of yeah, somebody might get over a tenth if they have the opportunity. <laughs> this is this is well, what I'm saying. Well, it's so hard well, to get in if you haven't cut the grade within a couple of years. Surely it's time to move on. Well, if he gets close, I'll give him one more year. Okay. And of course, I mean, we've got liberty, liberty, like like a driver, don't they? That drivers are all around the world, so Japanese drivers obviously good for the money. And then we come to Aston Martin, a weird team. I don't know if Aston Martin are, are able to to produce the results that maybe the car deserves because I think I think Sebastian Vettel is is sort of, he's a bit 
He's so distracted by political things, which is good. You know, he goes out looking for a greener world and he's supporting them, you know, against the war with his crash helmet this weekend. I'm not sure he's quite as dedicated. And he's got, you know, dear old Lance Stroll, who, who's a very good driver. He's an eight out of ten, you know, who occasionally performs brilliantly. On certain occasions, Lance Stroll is outstanding, you know, in the wet in Turkey and places. So I don't think either of the Aston drivers is really, you know, up in the nine to ten bracket. So... You know, I think I think Seb needs to step back and give the seat away. And Lance, well, I don't know, as long as Dad owns the company and he occasionally has these amazing performances. I mean, neither's really got a neither of those drivers would be hired by Red Bull, Ferrari, or even McLaren, would they? No, they wouldn't. And it's quite interesting. My argument about getting rid of these people after a couple of seasons, everybody would have got rid of Lance Stroll if his father wasn't oh, yeah. father didn't own yeah. the team. And actually, he has come good. He's 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 quick now and he's consistent. So who's who's your money on in terms of um, uh, Aston Martin? I'm going to go for Lance Stroll, you know, because I can no. agree with you. Seb's, <laughs> there we go. There Seb, we go. Seb, Seb will still have enough effort. He'll make enough effort to beat Lance Stroll. Otherwise, he'd be too embarrassed by it all. But um, I'm, but glad you, yeah. I'm glad you think Seb should stand uh, aside now because I couldn't be yeah, more Yeah, his mind's not on the job yeah. 100%. Uh, Williams is interesting because this is, you know, another driver that might be reminded. If, if Alex Albon, as I think he will, comes in and beats Latifi again and again in qualifying like George Russell did, you know. You know, what's Daddy Latifi? You know, surely go and find an IndyCar drive. Go and buy yourself a sports car drive, Nicholas. You're a very, you're a very, very good driver. I hate people rubbishy drivers. I've got a useless, total, total tosser. I mean, he's not. He's really, one of the best drivers in the really, world. Literally, yeah, he's an eight out of eight and a yeah. half. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he, he would show up well in IndyCar, you know, where the, the, the you know, he would be an equal car and strategy takes more effective in IndyCar. Um, but I think Alex, you know, really, I loved Alex when he did Red Bull. He's, he, again, he couldn't get near Max in qualifying, but his racing performance, he's overtaking, you know, he could have won two Grand Prix, both in Brazil and Austria, if he hadn't clashed with Lewis. He didn't clash Lewis, with Lewis, now. Lewis hit him. Well, yeah, twice. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Alex, yeah, he's great. He's a great character. And I think him to have another chance is really good. I think he'll dominate the Tifi and... Um, well, I think the Williams might be sort of occasionally top ten this year. I think they, I think they're getting ahead of Alpine. Just trying to read between the testing lines. I hope um, so. Right? It's such a synonymous brand with success yeah. in Formula One. You know, Frank Williams. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I would love to uh, disagree with you, just be awkward on that one. But you've got to go for Albon, no question. Yeah. But Alfa Romeo, of course, Valtteri Bottas. I'm just going to turn that phone off now. There we go. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas um, in the Alfa Romeo team is interesting. Because um, this is another test for another young driver who's been promoted rapidly, mainly, I believe, due to his nationality. But we have to welcome Guan Yu Zhao to Grand Prix Racing, the Chinese driver, who just after, when well, he had three seasons in F2, he eventually won the title. Or did he even win the title? I've forgotten. Did he win it last year? I think he did. Um, or came second. I should have looked that up before we started. But he's just not inspirationally quick, you know, Zhao. He's just a journeyman. He's an eight out. He's as good as a stroll, a Tifi. He's that sort of range for me. So I think, you know, Bottas will quite easily get ahead of Zhao. It's interesting with these, uh, just going back, this nationality that, you know, the global Americans like a Chinese audience. That's a Chinese driver. There's so much hub and bum back in America in that, wasn't there? You know, and uh, this week, last week, Colton Herter. McLaren, bizarrely, that's they're giving Colton Herter a testing program, but of course, their driver in IndyCar is, is Pato Award. Colton Herton drives for Andretti, you know, and yet McLaren are giving him a test program. So obviously, there's a bit of 
come on, come on, let's get American in. And Colton Hurton, I think, is everybody's choice. as a brilliantly talented young driver. It'd be fantastic to see him in Formula One. And poor old Pato Ward, the McLaren driver in IndyCar, is a Mexican. I was going to so, say, you, you know, know why? There's already because he's got Mexican. Mexican. I know, I know. So <laughs> Pato must be thinking, well, no, you know, I've got an American coming into my team, my competitor. Um, I always so it is interesting. Pato Award must have been an Irish American with a name like that, yeah. by the way. I never thought he was Mexican until I. They're both equally talented. You know, I think Pato and, and Colton Herter are very equal. But that's interesting that McLaren have been somehow given a testing contract. Um, so, yeah, so we think, uh, yeah, Bottas will, will, will push Zhao backwards. And I think oh. Halfer will be bottom 10 again. I don't think they'll be that quick. So if um, Bottas loses against his uh, teammate, He's got to go, obviously. Well, no, no, no. And then come to the bottom of this, we come to Haas, of course. We already mentioned Kevin Magnussen coming in. Now, Schumacher, this is the controversial one. People, you know, I'm, I love the name. I love the idea. But I don't think he was ever quick enough in Formula 2 to deserve a Grand Prix drive, in my opinion. He won the championship by being a great race driver. Never quick in qualifying stuff, but he was very, very good at racing. Um, and I think Kevin's going to be quicker than Mick. And then I think, you know, how much longer can he live on the Schumacher name and, and, and hold one of those you know, treasured 20 seats? What we need is more seats. We need, you know, Andretti to come in with a team they talked about. Um, we need like 26 cars on the grid to get more youngsters in. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see on Friday and qualifying and Saturday and uh, the race on Sunday. It's just really good stuff. Exciting as always. People think no I'm never going to watch. All those people said, those people that said, I'm never watching Formula One again after Dabu Dabi. They'll all be watching Formula One again because it's brilliant. It's intriguing. It's, you know, it's debatable. It's, you know, Twitter mad. And of course, we've got both Formula Two and Formula Three this weekend talking about young drivers, which is good. Uh, There's stupid triple headers that was only F2 or F3. So the young drivers only got to drive six of the tracks instead of 12 each year. So now we've got F2 and F3 back with a single sprint race, reverse grid, and of course the main race. Formula 2, we haven't really got... I'm sorry, Brits, there's a couple of you I mentioned. I so, don't think we're going to have a British Formula 2. But let, before you move on, let me just qualify that you do. Uh, you are going to go for Magnussen in terms of Haas uh, for my yes. list, for, for, for our yeah. dinner that yeah. I'm about to win. Well, you're thinking Mick will beat him then, do you? <laughs> in about nine months. No, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and in terms of um, constructors' championships that you're not interested in, but I'm going to get it from you. Anyway. One, two, three. I think it's going to be business usual, isn't it? Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. Anyone else? Yeah, I think the top six, the big six. And we've got, I don't know, McLaren didn't look that quick, did they? They had a bit of trouble time. Lando was a bit puzzled with his car. No, I can't. I can see those those being the top three again. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Okay, F2. F2. So F2, just to talk about F2 quickly, uh, three tips, I think. Liam Lawson, this uh, Kiwi that was on top of some of the testing, I think he's very talented. Um, He was a Red Bull man at times. I think he is a Red Bull boy. Yeah, Red Bull reserve. Uh, Liam Lawson, Theo Porcher, this young French kid, I think is going to be another talent to look out. They've both already done one season of F2, whereas the rookie is Dennis Hauger, this Norwegian um, who won Formula 3, dominated Formula 3 last year. So there's three youngsters I can see being at the top of the F2. The only Brits we've got is Ollie Caldwell, who still hasn't quite done enough, I think, to really show he's got the future in Grand Prix racing. Um, I might be surprised. Uh, Jake Hughes has been around doing the stand-in Formula Uh, getting to the top. So no Brits really, I don't think, in F2 are going to challenge. Whereas in Formula 3, we've got um, three out of the four Autosport Awards uh, finalists that we talked about, all in Formula 3. So in Formula 3, we've got some real British talent. 
because uh, you've got Zach O'Sullivan who won the the, um, the Autosport Award. So I'm sure Johnny Edgar and, and Oliver Behrman, who are beaten in that, without their trying to show Zach who's quickest in Formula 3. So that's really exciting, F3. There's also one other driver, Ayrton Simmons, is also doing it. So four Brits, Simmons, who came um, second to uh, Zach O'Sullivan in the, in the GB3 Championship. Do you think his parents were a, a Grand Prix fan by any chance, a Brazilian? Uh, <laughs> it's only Ayrton's. It's, the young drivers in motorsport, lower ranks, there's so many Ayrton's now from 20 years ago. <laughs> so I think it's fantastic. And the F2, and yeah, it's a great weekend television on racing um, out in Bahrain this weekend, which I can't wait oh, to wait. get. But then there's so much else on you. We'll come to that later. So, yeah, Formula One is back and Formula Two. And Formula um, Three. And Formula Three. So moving on, we've got to mention um, Vic Elford passed away last weekend. Um, I mean, just one of the greatest all-rounders there's ever been. You know, this guy, Didn't he race he in lots of Monty different... Not just yeah, that was all oh, yeah. I mean, he, he won. He won the Monte Carlo Rally, then flew over to Daytona, won the Daytona 24-hour race in the sports cars, and then later that season made his Grand Prix debut in BRM. I think it was BRM. Cooper, Cooper BRM. Um, never really had a big career in Formula One, but he was like lightning fast. He was magic in the Targa Florio. He was a black record holder. You know, using his rally. Thing he won the first ever rally cross event in the Porsche 911 down at Lydon Hill, I think the very first rally. He did the, the they used to have an 84 hour race around the Nurburgring, the Nordschleider Lifer. And um, he was with about three other teammates. And they have to literally for the four nights, they said, Well, Vic, you're good at knowing where you're going in the dark. So he did seven hour stints on each Whoa. of the four nights of the four day race. And he did the British Touring Card Championship in a Porsche 911, bizarrely. He won the class, I think. So anyway, he raced in NASCAR, the Daytona 500 he did, and uh, just did so many different things. And a lovely gentleman that uh, would be sadly missed. Did so, you ever meet him, Tiff? No, never met Vic. Quick Vic. Quick Vic. But uh, Quick. without doubt, nobody's got, you know, he, yeah, he raced Porsche 917s at Le Mans. Nobody's had a career quite like him and had that Fantastic. sort of success across so many different disciplines. Um, the only, made, only racing last weekend was at NASCAR, um, which I watched, of course, at Phoenix. Not the base, greatest of race, you see. I'm not always bubbling. Sometimes there are slightly duller races. Um, a weird track at Phoenix. It's got, you know, the sort of the triangle, the infield bits in front of the pits. Instead of the grass, like all those other tracks, it's tarmacked. And when you talk about track limits, they just have wall to wall. You can go wherever you want. So on the restarts, they were going seven wide. This is the most spectacular <laughs> about Phoenix. They were seven wide. So there'd be three cars staying up on the track, which has a small bit of banking. And then there were four cars on the flat apron, the, the runoff, taking a shortcut across. And they all merged together before the next scores. That, that was always entertaining at the restarts. You'd be good um, at that. I've seen you driving on the road, so you yeah. cut in right the last minute. And the Americans so that, would be used that, to that. They'll be used to that. They've got motorways that are seven lanes wide anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a one mile over it was tricky overtaking I mean, you, get, you get these overtakes that take like eight laps and they're side by side for, um, edging ahead and they're back and edging um, so, yeah it was interesting but never spectacular but it ended up with three drivers that never won a race before this was the best bit the end with all the pace cars and things go on and, and Carl Larson's having a drop valve in his engine otherwise obviously would have won again yeah, but we came up with uh, Chase Briscoe Russ Chastain and Tyler Reddick 
never having won a race, I've any of them battling for the finish and Chase Briscoe won it. So, yeah, good story. A new winner. It's always good to see winners, someone win their first yeah, one race, sports car race. How much that whatever. as well. Winning a race. So oh, that was, I, can that only, was, I can only imagine yeah. if what it must You've be like to win a race. First. You've got to get a podium first. <laughs> <laughs> but looking forward to this weekend, I'm, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be watching Sky Plus times 30 on about 10 different channels, I think, this weekend, because there is so much racing going on. We've done the Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3. Uh, we've got IndyCar around the Texas Speedway, good real high-speed IndyCar race. Um, and sports cars are just kicking off crazy because it's the first round of the World Endurance Championship at Sebring. I'm not sure which order, because they do, they do a 1,000-mile race but it's the same weekend as the famous, which used to be a world championship round, Sebring, 12 hours. And next year, these two series merger. Because this weekend at Sebring, you've got a 1,000-mile world insurance championship race with 37 cars. Then you've got the IMSA race, which is the same field that did the Daytona 24-hour race. So you've got the IMSA 12-hour race later in the weekend with 53 cars. So, I mean, there's what... 950, 90 cars from two sports car disciplines. I mean... This is what we're looking forward to the future because these two are about to merge for the next World Endurance Championship. Because at the moment, the World Endurance Championship has just got the same two Toyotas versus one Alpine and one Glickenhaus. So, you know, the top of the field is still a bit dull and boring and Toyota will win another World Championship. Um, it's got 15 identical Eureka LMP2s and 18 GT cars. Whereas, you know, the, the um, IMSA has got seven prototypes. So you put the seven prototypes, you know, you know what I mean? So the top class in a year's time is going to be brilliant, but at the moment they're split. So two great sports car races over at Sebring. And then getting down my list of what's on, we've got a thing called MotoGP, which of course always entertains three Moto Grand Prix, MotoGP, Moto2, Moto3, at Indonesia, where our lovely, lovely will be out there, um, Susie. We'll be out in the thunderstorm. She said, take a bikini and umbrella, she told us. <laughs> so that's MotoGP from Indonesia. So that's going to be early. That's going to be early morning. It's the middle of the night for us. And, of course, there's always the NASCAR race there at Atlanta Speedway. So I'm going to be exhausted watching motorsport this weekend and really looking forward to it. Me too. Formula One predictions, uh, podium, who's on it? I don't know. I think it's going to be a Ferrari 1-2. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's have no. a Ferrari 1-2. Well, yes, go I, on. I can't, I can't see, see anyone other than Max is. standing on the top step. Um, <laughs> but Lewis will be there. He'll be, he'll be there or thereabouts. But, um, but it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait. A few of you have mentioned our sound. Now, we haven't got the most high-tech of, uh, of uh, audio. It's from my sound. But it's, but it's actually the internet connections with us both as because we do this over Zoom. So... I paid for us. a lot of money. I've got I've got fibre optics. It's your connection, not mine. Then. I think it is. Don't today. you? I paid money. I've I think got... it, I think I think it is today. But um, but so bear with us. And um, we we are investigating other options of, of doing it. But otherwise, I've got to get in the car and drive to Tiff's house, which I don't want to do because. <laughs> no, I don't want you here. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Thanks Have a for great joining. Great weekend on the telly. Telly, yeah. telly. Cheers. See you next week.